0: This is a HeadGum Podcast. Good One is brought to you by Spotify. To subscribe to our show, search for Good One, tap follow, and get every new episode delivered to you. Podcasts on Spotify, they're streaming right now. Hello, and welcome to Good One, a podcast about jokes. If this is your first time with us, I'll explain, you know, what the heck this thing is. So each episode, the guest picks a joke, bit, sketch, scene to play, and then discuss why and how it came together. Our guest this week is Jimmy Fallon, the titular host of The Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon, a scrappy little program that airs weeknights on NBC at 1130. Whoa, that is very late. In his very first monologue after taking over The Tonight Show, Jimmy stated his objective, to help people have sweet dreams after a long day. He said, My goal is just to make you laugh and put a smile on your face, so you go to sleep with a smile on your face and live a longer life. It's a goal that has been much harder to achieve in the year and a half since the inauguration. And Jimmy seemed really at a loss for words, trying to describe what it's like having to generate comedy every day right now. But he continues to try to do what he set out to do. He'll touch on everything from the day in the monologue and then go into something lighter and sillier as if modeling moving on, saying it's okay to remember the joy we're fighting for for a few minutes. The bit we talk about this episode is one such lighter, sillier bit. Do Not Play is a recurring feature that Jimmy has been doing since he was the host of Late Night. It's a pretty simple concept. Play bad songs and have a fun time laughing at how spectacularly weird and not good they are. Because it's a bit he's done a bunch of times, we're going to play the most recent example, which I did the night after this interview. But also during the interview, Jimmy and I play a few of his absolute favorites to get a sense of what makes a good bad song. So, here is... Jimmy Fallon. I am here with uh, the man behind the segment and the show, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Thank you for I'm joining so, me. Please, this is fantastic. I am, I'm a fan. I like your uh, I like your work, so thank you for oh, having that, me on. That means so much. Uh, so we're going to talk about Do Not Play, but I think to start with Do Not Play, we have to go back to August 2010 to start with the invention of Do Not Read. For Summer, which I believe was how the segment first sort of was born. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Yeah, So Because that was yeah. the first. I. so uh, do you remember how... It's the same that, writer. Yeah. Do you remember how that idea came about and what you liked about it, why it made sense for
1: your, your version of Late Night? Uh, well, I think at the time there was like, you know, we just wanted to see like, I don't know, if there was... Um, I think it was it was 2010, so I guess, yeah. was Oprah still on? <laughs> was book club still Yeah, because it was like a summer
0: reading list, but I think. It was yeah,
1: I think, because we're, we were kind of basing it off of all this, like, you know, all these magazines come out, like, oh, you got it. these are the books yeah. to check out, and blah, blah, blah. We we're, were like, there's got to be, like, books that you should not check out at yeah. all, like lame books, but I, I and I remember, uh, this was, I think, Patrick's idea, and I, I said, I love it, like, let's just see if there's some bad uh, titles out there, or bad books, and Gosh, they really are. Yeah. I mean, there's stacks. So he he would come in and just pitch, he'd be like, "Alright, here's like 30 and we'll choose out of that 30." I mean, there's so many books, man. But I'm trying to remember like one you know, one was like god, the history of doorknobs. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like an 800-page book. And you're like, "Oh my god." And it was like volume 3. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, there was a volume 1 and 2? They needed a third volume of the history of doorknobs a long history I mean I imagine doors have had knobs for a long time, yeah, I mean I guess so tell me I guess but it's just i I, I would be so out <laughs> by I don't know page
0: page three <laughs> <The door knobs. laughs> exactly um so as far as I can tell, it won't be about two years in October two thousand and twelve you do uh do not play uh do you remember how that evolution happened to try it with songs and
1: I what- think we 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 were trying to um, see if there's any other things we could do with do not,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whatever, do not read, do not play. You know, um, we were thinking do not, do not eat. There's different you know crazy foods. Food, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then you know, and, and when when you're doing a late night show, you're just really looking for things that can fill time and yeah. make you laugh. So you're thinking of anything. So we'll try anything at least. Three times yeah, before yeah. we eventually retire it. We go well. We've tried that. That one clearly didn't work. Yeah. There's you're, so many bad bits that we've done. So you're like, well, oh, that seems like it's enough of an idea to try. This is enough. I mean, we had some. i mean just. Oh, I, I cringe just even thinking that exists <laughs> anywhere. But I mean, I'm trying to think. We had a, a game once called but but wait. Mm-hmm. But it was called but wait. At, because you know, we were all pitching ideas, and somebody goes, but wait, and then somebody goes, hey, that's a great idea, <laughs> but wait, where we put as much weight as someone can, and then we have a race, like, you know, someone has yeah. 10 frozen turkeys, someone has, you know, attached to their belt buckle on their back of their pants, and I don't know, dude, we did it, it just was awful. <laughs> it was one of the most unfunny things I've ever seen.
0: Um, so you end up doing Do Not Play about, you know, every few months, um, yeah. can you walk me through the process of how it gets on air, so you're like, when would a new one be brought up? How are the songs found and decided upon? How is then the segment produced? Uh,
1: yeah, so we do one probably every every three months. I'd say something like that. Yeah. Uh, and basically, what we do is our writer Patrick Barelli, who's been with us for a long time. He has uh, like an, we have an email kind of set up, whereas if our viewers hear something that they think should be on this list, mm-hmm. or they should they can send it to us. Uh, and he listens to all that stuff. But as well, he's got some just weird friends that <laughs> just know of. And you, it's just word of mouth. And yeah. stuff people around the office are like, dude, check this song out. Yeah, man, you want to believe this one's bad. Uh, you know, and uh, we, so he, he'll get that. And again, he'll come with like a stack of like 30, you know, fake vinyl printouts. Just because yeah. I don't think the real vinyls exist anymore. Oh, really? Or a lot of them are like homemade CDs too. Mm-hmm. Like, So we'll get like the... The jewel case or something like that, but um, just we could look and see who the artist is first, and maybe there's a joke there of what the artist looks like, and like, oh, they actually look fantastic. This should be a normal, totally great song. This should be something that you you should play. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then we just listen to it. Usually on I have a uh, a computer in my office that like has a main server, so it has a bunch of songs, and the server will play it through my TV, and we'll all just sit around. Usually me, Patrick. Katie, Amy, like we usually have like four or five people mm-hmm. in here just listening, whichever ones makes <laughs> us laugh. Yeah, like know? let's put it on the air Yeah, sometimes I just gotta go, just stop, just turn it off. It's actually painful. How how much before
0: it gets on air do you have that meeting where you listen to it? Is it like the day of? Or no,
1: you- usually like a week of or two weeks of or something like that. Just so we can can fine tune the jokes that we're making about it and stuff like that or you know, and what how we can expand on it or you know? Because well, the Roots don't like to be even in the rehearsal room when we oh. rehearse this because they want all their reactions to be genuine. Because <laughs> Questlove is just such a music nerd yeah. that he would be like, this is fake. No way. This, this is like, this will make me, you know, like, so we, I, I, honestly, I kind of do it just to make him laugh. Yeah. Just so to see if I can make it. That's laugh.
0: interesting. So, you know, the
1: the the bit feels very loose. So
0: how what is, when you say write it, what do you end, end up actually writing?
1: Uh, well, Patrick ends up writing like an intro, like you know, I like good music, so blah, blah, blah. so like this. These are on my do not play. Yeah, it's flawless. always the, it's, yeah. It's like, And
0: then you go like they're all real, which then makes you immediately think, oh, they're, they're definitely not all real. fake. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but I have to. I just
1: really want people to know that you can find these things, like wherever you can find this music, find it and and, and buy it. Uh, usually, what he'll do is we'll just the the writing will be like one joke you know, or two jokes per song. Mm-hmm. So we'll play the song, listen to it, and then the writing will be a joke. Yeah. Uh, which will either be based on the cover of the album or something like that. So, And then and then we'll play the song and then we'll have a joke after that that's written by Patrick or yeah. either meshed out between us and Patrick. Or, or Ryan, it's we'll just start. sort of how Quest's love was <laughs> <us>. <laughs> Or Yeah, if he starts laughing and then we'll just riff on that and then we could even take that to m- make it more, you know, the bit just starts growing and then, yeah. Or maybe Tariq will start laughing. And then when someone gets giggles, it's hard to stop because yeah. like they just keep laughing. Then they make, They're make they so tight. like They're so next to each other. It's like if you ever go to a comedy club, you realize all the seats are really close together because when you're close together and someone starts laughing, you almost have to start laughing yeah, too because yeah. you're right next to the person. So it, it makes it for a better room, a better comedy room. Um, I thought a good way
0: to get a sense of your, your thought process of... of the songs you pick is to sort of go through
1: a few. Uh, I think it could be fun because I, I mean, I, if you're listening it to the you know to this podcast, I, I, I do, it's a, it's a fantastic uh, podcast. I do really really enjoy it, so I do do listen to. But <laughs> I thought it could be funny just to hear some bad, really bad music and see just see if I'm in the ballpark. Sure, yeah. Um,
0: which one do you want to start with? Yeah, so hit the headphones on. Yeah. Um, we'll play Flonit. Um, this is the only clip I can find of it, obviously, is from your show. Oh, yeah, is it.
1: Sitting alone by the phone, waiting for someone to call. Having a man just might be fun. But why was your time on just one? Slide them on, then glide along. I know you're looking... Surreal right. song. With Sassoon, so... Strutting. To blow their minds. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes, Flaun it. watch him freak over you. F L A U N T. That's it. I mean, that's yeah, that's Flanna right there. That is F L A U N T. It. So, um, <laughs> that is it's my awesome. Rudolph gave that to you. Yeah, how's how do you feel? Get That song to your life? I don't. We were in the writing room at an SNL. This is, you know, probably my last season there. Maya Rudolph was a brand new cast member, and she was like, Dude, check out this song that somebody just uh, sent to me. And uh, it's this song, Flawn It. And oh my gosh, it was the. We, we couldn't believe that it was real. I mean, I yeah. still don't know who. We don't know the artist who sang it. So if you do know, if anyone listening knows, please, we want to give them credit because that made me laugh so hard. And everyone, we used to. Lip sync it all the time. I mean, yeah. the whole the whole thing just almost seems surreal. Like, when did does he think it's good? <laughs> I don't know, or, or what? Or maybe it is because I mean, I've listened to it more than a lot Ish. of songs. I mean, I, but it's like there's something addictive to it. Where it's like, sit alone by the phone, and it's like a uh, uh, he, the production value is odd. And then there's a slide whistle. If you keep listening to the full song of it, and he does a bit with a slide whistle, it's like. <laughs> It's and then it, the fact that he spells flaunt, mm. but doesn't spell it, it. Yeah, yeah. Really, is the kicker for me. I was like, you, you go through the whole thing. You're like, f l a u n t it. He won't even spell out it. He's just uh, f l a u n t i t. Just no. It's just I don't know. I just it uh, is one that Questlove was sure
0: was you, or I actually thought it sounded like tomatoes. I was like, maybe. <laughs>
1: That's like a long time. It bite. could be like a ladies' Ed type of a Tim Metalsy <laughs> type of bit, but, dude, it's a real, uh, I, from what we heard, we heard a rumor that it might be some college student like entered it for their, you know, whatever, some production class or something, but we still haven't heard any real, it could not exist. Who knows? Whatever we just heard could be, we just could have made it up in our own brains. <laughs> All right, so let's play another one.
0: This is, so this one is, Slap Your Weave Off by mm. Nellie Tiger
1: Travis. Travis, yeah. Yes, sir, right, I remember this. All right, it's very, it, it creeps up. It, this little song creeps up on you. It's off her album called I'm a Woman. <laughs> Interesting. I heard the talk that's been going around. Oh, that's not bad. you have after my man, and it's all over town for his number from a couple of his friends almost a Gladys night up with that girl you know he's my man I' ain't with that disrespect. Oh, girl, she's not I with know it so something's about to Why go down to be smart? I don't know what that's the title own. of the song <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you better find yourself something better to do huh. cause it ain't gonna be nothing nice when I can't up with you I'm gonna slap your weave off. I'm gonna slap your weave off. If you don't leave my man alone, and to slap your weave off. I'm gonna slap your weave off. Uh, I'm gonna slap your weave off. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a classic.
0: Yeah, uh, you seem
1: all of you guys are like that song is good. Yeah, we actually like that song because sometimes we'll play these these tracks and we go, okay, like uh, what's going on? There's this and her man, and her voice is actually really. Good, and then the the yeah, just having the actual title of the song is uh, I'm gonna slap your weave off. It's like it's a little violent, but still you know kind of uh, it's catchy. Um, We actually started just singing it. Yeah, the roots
0: immediately were able to play along, which is like what is it like to have that at your disposal?
1: That's uh, there's so many good things about uh, our show, but one of them definitely is having the roots because. They're just so talented, and again, they don't rehearse this bit because they really like to be surprised. Yeah. Because that's the whole, they, they don't, they're, they're, not, they're not actors, they're <laughs> no. musicians. So when they're laughing, they're really genuinely laughing. So they just picked it up, and I'm so lucky to have a band like that where you can just go like, Questlove, could you guys see if you can figure this out? And I don't even know if they read music, a lot of them. Really? It's a lot of... Uh, just ear. Ear. So Questlove will whisper into a microphone... And then some people say, that's probably a D or something. Then they all just get pieces yeah. and they pick it up. Next thing you know, we're singing it and it's live and it's loud. And our studio is cool. It's like 200 something people in our audience, so it's kind of small and it's just kind of awesome and tight and it sounds good and it's loud. Like singing at the top of your lungs, like, I'm going <laughs> to slap your weave off. I'm um, going to slap your weave off.
0: You know, performance is an interesting thing for a late night host. This bit in particular feels the most like you're just there, you are you know, because you're just riffing with Steve and <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. um, how, you know, how much do you feel like you're performing in that moment? How much is this sort of
1: you? Uh, it's interesting. I don't even really think about it. I just this kind of it does feel like what I would do if you're hanging out, mm-hmm. uh, just having beers at my kitchen table, just <laughs> listening to music. Dude, let's go to the next song. You won't even believe this one, man. This is a good one to laugh at. Uh, and so it really just is just like us hanging out. Yeah. What what we would do if we were hanging out. I mean the structure to the bit. In fact, that one we've almost slapped your weave off. Nelly uh, Tiger Travis. We had her on the show because we liked the song so much. I'm like, and she she reached out and said she loved it. Uh, she liked that she, she liked that we liked it because yeah. we went into like, oh we're gonna this is a bad song and then yeah. we go we love it. Do You want to come on and sing it with? Uh, Honor to sing it with the Roots. So she came on like the next week and sang it with the Roots, and it was uh, it was a treat. Um, so now uh, I want to play one which is
0: my favorite. <laughs> oh, no, um, really? It's the one that I I, I couldn't. It builds perfectly, <laughs> joke wise. Um, which is Jailhouse Rock by
1: Alert Palarm. All right. So this is Alert Palarm. Uh, this is the photo. It's just so people can see. He's <laughs> dressed. Like Elvis Presley, like, but it's a yellow Elvis suit and like a black guitar, but he's kind of bald. Yeah. The wall. You
0: know, have you ever seen Nothing But Trouble, the Dan Aykroyd movie? Yeah. He looks like Dan Aykroyd in
1: that movie. Oh, he does. Oh, I forgot <laughs> Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> it, he does look like that. It's interesting. It's like he doesn't even, it's not like he's, but he has sideburns, I think.
0: Yes. Because he's, he's Sweden's number one. <laughs>
1: he's, he's Sweden's number one Elvis impersonator. Well, he has the greatest hits. This is the off the greatest hits album. Let's see. How good he is All right. at being an Elvis impersonator. Not bad so far. I'm in.
0: The The began to swing. You should It's
1: just absolutely way... What, hap- what happened? Did he just... Just dropped every... What, has he never heard Jailhouse Rock? I
0: think I'd like to imagine that that is like a Swedish person will hear that and be like, yes, of course. That's how you
1: need it. No, song. but there was no even rhythm to it or... No, there was no... There, uh, he's never heard the song is what I'm assuming. Oh, he started like... And then he can't... Then he just starts saying... No, there's too many syllables in what he's talking about. It's like he's never... I, I don't know, man. I, just, I mean, he's got the outfit, I guess. I, I'm trying and to they, think of what the, he's. Everything is the is Elvis, and then he starts singing. Then once he starts singing, that's where it goes downhill. It up goes to down. that point, I, it was like a really good impersonation of uh, Elvis.
0: It um it reminded me those uh, sort of on the other end of spectrum, uh, in old interviews, you talk about how like the Susan Boyle thing was a big for the show because it helped you separate your point of view from others that you're like, oh, we're celebrating these things. How does a bit like this fit in? Where obviously, you part of it is like saying these songs are bad. Yeah,
1: yeah I think it just, uh, I think because we all, I mean, everyone can agree that it's funny, uh, and it's actually you can almost see the the beauty in that. I yeah. guess because everyone's coming together, going, "Wow, that one." You got to admit that one's, <laughs> that one's just off.
0: It feels like, you know, it's like you like these songs, but you couldn't
1: say, here's a list of songs I like. Here's- well, it wouldn't be interesting if yeah. you're like, uh, here, here's some odd songs, <laughs> some novelty songs that I like. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up listening to Dr. Demento. Um, Sunday nights in my bedroom, I would listen to him and listen to what the next, yeah, it was all novelty songs. There was so many in the 70s and 80s even, then, Weird Al became, you know, yeah. Weird Al. But, I mean, this is like pre weird Al stuff, and, you, you know, it, it, it just became, so I just really loved those types of, any odd song or weird stuff, and I mean, Fish Heads, you know, Barnes & Barnes, just mm-hmm. hearing that like, uh, and, and actually liking them, and going like, oh, this is like a song that I would put on my mixtape. And my sister was like, yeah, don't make mixtapes for my parties anymore, like, they're awful. Dude, Fish Heads, you're putting on a mixtape? And I'm like, I, I just love it, man. And then, you know, the more I played it, the more, you know, my sister would be like, okay, I kinda like Fish Heads. i like, <laughs> just force her into enjoying
0: those weird songs. Um, before we want, is there any other one you want to listen to right now?
1: All right, this is uh, F- Philip Catherine, but uh, he just goes by Catherine. <laughs> and uh, and he's famous in France. He's like an actor and like a performance artist. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, a singer. And uh, I heard the song's called Mustache. And it's just, there's levels to this song, but listen to it why it's great.
0: he's like
1: (laughs) like laughing at the mustache (laughs) he's having really fun looking (laughs) at and then he's like I think it means. No, he's sad now. Because I think he said, "Take off your mustache," and so now he's upset. But he's still laughing. But he's like, <laughs> so he's not laughing as hard as he was. Yeah. He's kind of bummed out. But he's remembering probably the the old mustache and how that made him happy. And he says, "Put, bring back your mustache," and he's like, <laughs> <So> he says,
0: <laughs> was that? St- is that a com- like a company <laughs> song in France?
1: No, I, I, no I, I never, no, it wasn't a hit or anything. But, just, I, but I, we got that, Patrick brought that one in. That was immediately one of my favorite ones I ever heard. I go, oh my gosh. And this is one that I actually, actually really liked. yeah And so we, we flew him in from France to perform the song on stage with dancing mustaches. And uh, he was great. He didn't really speak... Uh, the best English, so he, I kind of, broken broke in, like, I, yeah. we could understand each other, kind of, like, he knew, like, we were, it was on a thing called Do Not Play, it was, yeah. like, just basically odd songs, but then, we also appreciated the song, uh, and since then, I, he gave us the album, uh, and I just listened to it over the weekend, just for something fun to listen to, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um,
0: do so the, all the songs sound like that? No, bizu goes like,
1: um, then there's one called, I think it's This Melody, where it goes, uh, A minor, <laughs> A minor, B major, B major, A. He's just yelling the chords that he's playing, and then he goes like, I do not know the name of this next chord. Uh, it's, like, it's, it's so... I don't know how to describe it, but I'm addicted to the album <laughs> Katerine, K E T E R I N E, and it's like one of the best things I've, I've heard. It kind of that uh, kind of made my whole year. I love that thing. Uh,
0: so, what is the sort of the importance, the value, the role of "Do Not Play" to an episode, to, to a show like that? You know, it's not when people think of late night shows now, it's not like oh, a viral thing or big recurring moments, there's no stars. So, But what is the value of having things like this?
1: I think, uh, you know, when you see our show and what our show is categorized as is a variety talk show. So variety yeah. is very, it's old school. I mean, <laughs> yeah. probably a lot of people probably don't even know what that category means anymore, but it used to be a variety show. So if you watch The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, there'd be someone spinning plates or they'd be jugglers. Yeah. I mean, Ed Sullivan was a variety show, you know. Uh, so we it's a variety slash talk show. So we talk, we have guests on, and we do bits with guests as well. But other stuff is just what different things can you, can you see or hear that you would never, that you just, it kind of, I, I, I want kind of just like, Keep uh, making your brain <laughs> better, making you feel better, <laughs> making you go like, ah, dude, I had the longest day. Just make me laugh. Jimmy, just do, give me something I've never seen before. I, I'm not out for like the next, this song's got to be so viral. Oh, my yeah. God. When do you hear mustache? Uh, it's <laughs> like this song is slap your weave off. It's going to be the new yeah, yeah. Now it's like I ah, just do it for just for fun and just just to uh, just keep the brain thinking differently and just going like, Oh my gosh, that was so good. Or that was a, Ooh, that was a bad one. I loved it. You know, but you know, you got to, uh, it's good for me. It's good for even the roots uh, and Higgins too, because it just kind of wakes us all up too, because it makes it fun. You know, we're still definitely having fun doing this job, but these are the little things that kind of make us laugh because they're just like, Oh my gosh, I can't, I'm looking forward to it. I think we're doing one tomorrow. Oh really? Yeah. Um,
0: how do you balance I mean the nature of these late night shows as a nightly thing you have to bring things back if they work. How do you balance things being repeatable without being repetitive?
1: Right. Yeah, this it, it's tough cuz like thank you notes was a thing that we did as a one-off and we did it and, and it crushed so we brought it back the next week and then people loved it and they wanted more so it became a weekly thing. We do it every Friday. Um so I think it also it depends on what the audience is attracted to. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've tried things that we thought the audience should really like. And that doesn't really work. They're, they're like, yeah, we, we're we good. We're good for getting that, you know? Yeah. So we kind of rotate it around like probably the three month, every three months we'll bring that one piece back, you know, or if we do, you know, we're very lucky to have like a grab bag of stuff. I mean, like we do either the ragtime gals where we do barbershop quartet mm-hmm. versions of sexy songs or suggestive songs or, just songs that wouldn't be or shouldn't be done by a barbershop. Uh, is it, so,
0: when you say the audience, is it sort of like, are you talking about how the audience in front of you reacts? You're then sort of getting a sense of now it's time?
1: Yeah, you know, I just feel like it's a thing you just kind of know. It's almost like you have to get off the stage before the crowd's going to want you back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You're like, this is our comeback from retirement tour. Like, you haven't been <laughs> retired long <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's like you just broke up, you guys. You can't come back. The comeback tour can't be right now. You have yeah. to wait, like, five years. Then you do the comeback tour. It's like, yeah, no, we we, we miss you guys. Like, yeah, it was last summer you guys broke up. We're good. Um, so I think it's like these bits, I like to get people missing them. So they go like, hey, why don't they do that again? That was a fun bit. As opposed to just doing it every week until you hit over the head and you're like, I'm so tired of that beat. That yeah, it's not funny. Um, and we've got to make sure we got all the... Enough songs. Enough songs. Uh, in
0: an interview, uh, one of your writers, Arthur Meyer, uh, was quoting uh, Chris Elliott, talking about why he likes David Letterman, which is because they both understood that late night is disposable. You know, in that, it's a little bit different now because things go online, but for the most part, it's you're doing eight 900 episodes, I think, are already at the night show. You probably have done. How do you feel about sort of the show as a thing that is defined by its consistency opposed to like, um, one episode at a time. You know, how do you feel about it being disposable that you just sort of move on?
1: Um, look, I mean, it, it kind of is in a sad way. I mean, you, you, you do a bit and you might never hear about it again or whatever. And just, I, I almost want to just remember and, like, write them all down. Like, oh, that was a good bit, though. I remember that when we did that. Like, I, I won't remember this in a year. Cause, yeah. But then when we look back, you go, dude, that was really funny. Like, somebody just showed me. We used to do these things where I, I would do Russell Brand reading us Weekly? Really? It was just an odd bit, but man, it would make us laugh, and you would be like, <laughs> I don't even know what the idea of the bit was, but I would just do an impression, which I don't even do, really, of, of Russell Brand, but it was like, it was like a, uh, uh, I, you know, I'd have to get it. I, I, I only remember the bit, but we played it the other day, and it just made me laugh. Oh, I forgot we did that thing. We did so many bits that just kind of go away, and we did like uh, something where I was Justin Bieber just daydreaming or something yeah. like that, or, uh, or or gazing into a pond, maybe or my oh it was called reflections, and I would look into it and look at my reflection in the in the water and watch it ripple, and just have like you know deep thoughts by but it was Justin Bieber, and it was me in a Justin Bieber wig. It was just, dumb. <laughs> but it was it's funny, and we actually we did it on the eleventh floor, in the building here, uh, which is like this, cool weird outdoor floor that no one knew about. Dan Aykroyd told me about it Yeah, when, he, when I was just started Saturday Night Live. He came in to a, me and Horatio's office. He's like, uh, you're the new guys? I go, oh, yeah, hey, nice to meet you. He's like, all right, come on, let me show you where I used to go with John. And we went up to the 11th floor, went to someone's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, either, it was, either we broke in or somehow we got into the office. Dan said they used to have a key ring with a key to every door in the whole building when he was a cast member here. He was friends with security and everything, so we broke into this office, and then climbed it, climbed out a window, onto this floor where it's just there's a koi pond, and it's grass and there's a tree, and it's crazy. Yeah, and him and John went up to do whatever, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. But me and Horatio were like, this is insane. They were like, we gotta start putting these in bits. Yeah. So we started writing them in bits, just as a it's another spot for us to use. Again, like like you said, we were doing so much every show is an, it's an hour show five nights a week yeah it's 5 hours of programming <gasps> that you have to figure out and do something but it's like if you really want to excel or score you know you just, we have to do things outside of the show you like in pre-tapes and you
0: know Conan's about to move to half hours there's now like a lot of weekly shows how, how do you feel about the five nights a weekness of and wh- what does five nights a week five nights a week every week mean work for you uh,
1: like, what, what do you mean? Work wise what, what?
0: Why do you like it? Why does it sort of? Why is it conducive to your emotional or like creative process?
1: Uh, I I think I'll, uh, cause when, when I was growing up, it's always good to have, Johnny Carson there, you know, or Conan O'Brien there for you. At the end of the day, you go, I know Conan's gonna be on. It'll be funny, and something will be funny. Yeah, something will make me laugh. And so I think it's an important thing. Just uh, and then I'll get into me. But I think it's important just for. America Decided, for yeah. To <laughs> yeah. have something that you can watch, whether it be The Tonight Show or Colbert or, or mm-hmm. Kimmel or whatever it is, and just go like, oh, that's the news. That's the joke about it. There we go. Now let's choose. It. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like something kind of, it's good for your, the brains. So you yeah. can just go like, I can just dream now. Yeah. <laughs> now, I can just, now I'm like, I'm set up. They did the work for me. And uh, yeah, I think it's important. I think for me, I, I I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't have this this uh job i was like i think it's almost been five years of the tonight show yeah and how how long did i do late night
0: (laughs) it's been about nine years i
1: think total yeah done both so nine years but it's been like 800 shows on tonight show yeah and probably around that i'd have to imagine for for late night yeah i'd have to imagine so i I think i wanted to say like the schedule was easier oh i I don't think you have fridays on late night (laughs) I don't know, man. Dude, it's just funny like that I'm but if you think you about that. that, and you and you work all those hours just for that one hour, and you're like, you're like, wait a second, that's <laughs> so many hours of like my life put into this. Like, please don't make it be disposable. But uh, so thank the internet for like keeping some bits alive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because we'll do a bit, and you're like, ah, I can't, I can't believe that that bit won't be around. But then the internet finds it and keeps it alive. Like tight pants, we did that sketch. With Will Farrell, who's a great guest to have on the show. And he's one of those guys that, like, he'll say yes before, before he even reads what we sent him. I go, like, uh, check this thing out. He's like, I love it. I'll do it. I go, if yeah, you didn't even read it. I just <laughs> say, he goes, like, yeah, but whatever it is, we'll figure it out. It'll be yeah. fun. I go, but I want you to dress up as little Debbie. And he said, uh, yeah, sure. That's cool. I go, just, so he come out, he came out dressed in, like, the bonnet and everything and the wig. And at one point, in it, he just wanted me to, see, to teach me the difference between a, Baked potato and a uh, little Debbie snack cake. So he would, so I would, <laughs> with my eyes closed. So I, would, I held in one, one hand like a uh, a warm baked potato in an aluminum foil, and then the other hand I held a little Debbie snack cake. And I said, "Well, it's this one," and he was like, "Yeah, exactly, <gasps> See, like he yes like he taught me something. <laughs> like, whatever, man. But he's always game with us stuff. We so we did this. I, I I I I sometimes get obsessed with like these. These bits I remember seeing growing up, whether it be on Conan or whatever, but they had this big, long intro, and then mm-hmm. the bit itself was like, okay. But the intro is really long, so yeah. I go... So we had a whole thing, we actually should do it again, called Head Swap, Yeah, uh, where we never get to the actual bit. The bit itself isn't even that funny, but the idea is called when you take a, a celebrity's head and you put it on another celebrity's body, mm-hmm. that's a head swap. Do, 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 do. First you take the... Picture of, you know to the graphics department, and then and then the whole theme song is me trying to get the the like Tom Cruise's head on, you know Whoopi Goldberg's body, and so then I go to the graphics department, and the graphics guy said, "Hey, dude, I need a favor." I told my parents that I've been dating a girl for five years. Can you dress up as a girl and show up at my family picnic? And so I like, get a dress on, and we go to the park to see his parents. You know, it's like it's just, and, and then he's like, "Cause then when we're done, I'll get back to head swap." <laughs> do do you know so you never actually you do get to see the heads up at the way end, but it's a really like a four minute song based on how we wrote and got the graphics guy to do the heads well. And, and we just got to it's crazy love he faked his own death and one because he he wanted to reapply for his job and get better health insurance um, that was one that was one where um uh he thinks he he thinks he' murdered someone and he wants me to help him dispose of the body. <laughs> And then it turns out the person was just uh, sleeping in the office. But he, he was talking about how we can chop up the pieces. He saw, like, how to do it on Dateline, how to, like, feed, <laughs> feed different body parts to pigs and stuff. Like that. And then he's like, and if you don't do this, we, want, we can't do a head swap, you know. So anyways, but those bits, luckily they find a home online. I'm, you know, it's a, I think, like, Johnny Carson would be so psyched about the Internet and just that, that his bits... Still live. I mean, they do now. But you know with uh, the DVD. Know, yeah. But I guess it was yeah, timely. I guess it was <laughs> video cassettes. Was, yeah. was Johnny Carson's thing. Like, I do I guess they'll live on that. Like, now we don't need that because just all you need is a computer or a phone
0: and you got it. We'll be back with more Jimmy Fallon after this. Word from our sponsor. Did you know that every single episode of Good One is now on Spotify? Yep, even that episode you listened to and were like, "We'll never put this on Spotify," but they did. It's there. On Spotify, you can listen to all your favorite shows and discover new ones. Do subscribe to our show, search for a good one, tap follow, and get every new episode delivered to you. Podcasts on Spotify, they're streaming right now, and now, and now. We are back with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I'm feeling good, man. Okay. This is, yeah, this, this is an interview. <laughs> oh, good. This really is. Um, they're... I want to talk about my favorite bit of the last year, uh, which, involved Jimmy, uh, which involved Jimmy Fallon, which is you, and Will Ferrell, which is the person you're talking about, which is Peter Ennis Heckler.
1: <gasps> Just a small town girl. Where does she live? Living in a lonely world. Does she stay there? Traveling. She took the midnight train going anywhere. Thank you! So only a small town girl, right? Just a city boy. Oh, there's more people. Where's Born he from? in South Detroit. I've never been there. I heard it's nice. She took the midnight train going So they both took the anywhere. same train and went to the same place. Gotcha. A singer in a smoky room. What does the room smell like? The smell of wine and cheap perfume. Those things smell bad.
0: For those who haven't seen it, uh, we'll, we'll play the clip. But basically, you're wearing a weird wig and a piano necktie and singing Don't Stop Believing," and Will Ferrell's wearing a, a weirder wig and then sort of heckles you with questions that you're about to answer in the song. And then you do. Uh, and I believe Arthur Meyer's yeah. idea. What makes you green like that?
1: Uh, how does something like that evolve? How do you remember from it? Uh, Arthur just pitched that idea. Like, it was called Peter and his Heckler. and uh, it's, Yeah, it's just don't stop believing, but every line. I think he just pitches like three lines. Yeah. So every line he says, he gets heckled from some of the audience questioning the words of the song. And that really made me laugh, the whole idea of like, um, uh, it's just a small town girl. like Where'd she live? <laughs> Living in a lonely world. Uh, did she? Does she take any transportation? She took the midnight train. But that sounds late. Midnight, yeah. but that's a late th- time of night to be traveling. You know, it's like. But I, I even took it to an even deeper, weirder meta. If you want to get really meta, so my character, I think this is his big break. I think like I discovered him somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I saw him perform. This is almost like the Yodel Boy. Let's say he's like the Walmart Yodel Boy. Yeah. So I saw him. I discovered him in like a. Walmart parking lot or somewhere outside of a TJ Maxx. And I just believed in him. I said, you know what? This kid's got something. I'm going to book him on The Tonight Show. This is his big break, so he's nervous. He doesn't really have any money, so he buys the best suit he can find, which is kind of an ill-fitting. I, I look like, I, To me, I wanted the suit from, do you remember the store, Structure? Yes. It was like a it spin-off. Of Aber- yeah, or, right?
0: Yeah, it became Express, but a structure for a really long time.
1: Yeah, and it was like, like kind of khaki. Yeah, yeah like uh, olive yes. suits and stuff. And it was really kind of <laughs> not really good fashion anyways, but he bought a suit from structure <laughs> and then his buddy or his girlfriend or his, someone who he grew up with, maybe his babysitter or somebody said, Hey, good luck. I heard you're doing uh felon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's, uh, here's a piano necktie that should get him <laughs> laughing. So like, that's kind of like a joke. He thought he'd come yeah. out and like get an opening laugh and so he comes out, and it's embarrassing that mm-hmm. no one laughs already. They're like, he, he, he's trying to build his confidence up. He's really nervous. And then he doesn't even sing the song that particularly well. I mean, it's not like he's, oh it's, oh, it's so basic. I don't even understand. Um, and uh, he starts singing, and as he's singing, as luck would have it, some, some weird dude in the crowd heckles him on The Tonight Show, which is like, what? <laughs> this poor guy, man. Yeah, like, what are the chances? What are the chances? I mean, and he's already nervous. And then the heckler's like, I don't know if he's seen a live show or does he understand what live performing is? Or he looks like an odd oh dude. Like, he doesn't know. I don't, they're, somehow they're from the same world, but <laughs> I don't know. From the heckler's point of view, he's just a guy in the Tonight Show crowd, like, having a good time and thinking that this is how you have a good time is you yell back and uh, you, you de- deconstruct this, whatever this human's singing. Um, it's, it it's really a, is the funniest. It was best. I was, on his I was listening
0: uh, to an interview with Arthur uh, just talking about working on the show and the transition from Late Night to The Tonight Show. Um, and, he, and he wasn't saying that like the direction or there was sort of any direction to be broader, but there is a sort of an expectation to be make things more accessible and it's like clear what the jokes are on a very practical level or maybe disagree. You know, what does it mean to be doing weirder things on The Tonight Show, what does being
1: more accessible mean to you? I mean, it's a much bigger audience, you know, than Late Night was. Late Night was like 1230. I really don't even know who was watching Late mm-hmm. Night. I mean, um, you, when we switched over to The Tonight Show, I remember people stopping me on the street, and they're like, uh, congrats on The Tonight Show, man. We love it. You know what I love? I go out go, the thank you notes. It's great. I go, cool. Thanks, man. I'm like, even though we've been doing that for four years, yeah. On yeah. Late night, I'm like, you clearly never seen me before. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, well, I don't care. Uh, it's a bigger, it's a much bigger thing. So when we do those super odd bits, which which we we still do, I mean, as with Peter and his heckler, yeah. but um, there's other ones that just kind of just don't work. That you know, I either make the audience mad. You know, it's such a, a tricky world right now where you do one thing and they just get so angry. <laughs> I mean, at silly things. Yeah. I mean, we used to, ultimate mustache fighting. We used to do where these giant mustaches would like. We had Gene Shalit's mustache fight uh, Tom Selleck's mustache. Yeah, yeah, And then right as the final, they're in an octagon ring, and right as they're about to do the final move, an ad for a show comes on called Detective Jam Face, and it's a uh, it's like a detective with jelly or like jam all over sure. his face, and he's like, look like uh, we're gonna have to pull ourselves out of another sticky situation and it's like coming next on the uh on this on the sport channel or whatever you know. yeah and then they cut when that ad leaves the thing something already happened that during the fight and the fight's over and one mustache won so you don't really know how Tom Selleck's mustache won but it was the biggest moment and that is the lowest testing thing I think in the history of NBC <laughs> it came back they said what <laughs> they go I can't we, we this, this is t- awful news to tell you, but we, it's the lowest testing. People are angry and they were furiously pressing a button. Like this is the worst thing. You've this is done. awful because there's no payoff. What is Detective Jamface? What is the Spork Network? What is this dumb thing that you made us watch? And we are angry, man. We're like we're pissed, and we'll never watch the show again. So you've learned to help we did people that. get in. <laughs> we did that around five times before we go.
0: We should stop. People don't like this. Um... <laughs> Again, we got to fill hours of <laughs> hours of television. I asked, uh, sp- particularly about these sort of sillier, more absurd bits, because I feel like I've talked to a lot of comedians who lean that way. Of that's their type of comedy. You, f- you know, for you, what is the the value of sillier or sort of more fun time bits? Even like, do not play it in these times.
1: As- yeah. Well, I mean, because you well the monologue you have to come out and you have to do some jokes about what's going on in the world. And it's just, the news is just awful right now. So it's like, it's hard to even find funny things about stuff that's happening in the world. Um, But you know, that's my job. So, I mean, I, and I, you know, I, I want to talk about other things, but you have to talk about what's in the news. So uh, right now it's all Trump and this whole administration, people getting fired and all this stuff in Russia. And it's just, so we're doing all that stuff. But then if we get a chance to come back from commercial break and just do something like a palate cleanser, yeah, <laughs> yeah like a, 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 a dish of sorbet, if you will, like a time, like it's something to go like, all right, we did that, we did that. So I know what's going on in the world. So I'm not, you know, we, I'm, I'm doing our job. We're reading the room. We know what to do. It was like, we, we got to do this. But then we can also do silly stuff to make you go like, okay, I want to get those... Uh, you know that those serotonin levels back up, so I can be happy again. And yeah. like, like there is, there is something to look forward to. And this, you know, uh, uh, this guy's doing his job. He's making us laugh. You know, yeah. so I think those sillier, weirder, one-off things. You know, um, like I have an idea. I just usually have ideas. I hum them into my phone, or I write something out. Like, mm. but that's usually where it'll start. You know, where I'll like I'll get it get an idea I have an idea for me and something for Timberlake mm-hmm. whenever he comes back but I think it could be kind of fun but I uh, like I thought of Two Goats in a Boat uh, with yeah. Lin-Manuel Just it's just a dumb thing it really is no point to it at all but he was like I'm game whatever sure. he's like he texted me back he's like uh WTF is Two Goats in a Boat I'm, by that I mean I'm in yeah. but, but what is it is a, I go no we make it up I don't know we'll make up the song and you know uh so I just started humming something. I go, this could be something like that. But it, it's those little dumb things that are again like, there's no angle. Everyone can like it. Uh, old people can like it. Young people can like it. Uh, it's silly. It's yeah. like my you know it's like Monty Python was just silly stuff. Where I mean, like, you I I, I love those. I always went to those types of things or even these novelty songs or I was that type of my comedy. Uh, that that was always one of my strengths in my comedy is that anyone can listen to it and go like, oh yeah. yeah i get I get why that's funny
0: um he Trump has been present for a year and a half. How have you changed? How has the show changed? What have you been you know proud of that you've been able to do
1: um I mean, I've definitely gotten more gray hairs uh I've gotten older. It's interesting because we didn't uh you know all we had was uh, the Obama administration from late night into tonight show. So that's all we really knew. So I knew the show was going to change and evolve and, you know, when there was a different president, but it's definitely, it's, it's good. It's tricky. It's, but it's good to keep moving and thinking of new ideas, you know, and, and how we can deal with this. I've done a bunch of impressions, uh, of him either on the phone with, uh, Putin or, um, you know we've actually had more correspondence this this year I was gonna
0: ask how did that come about you had Patty Harrison Julio Torres Yamanika Saunders
1: well just that whole transgender ban it's like how do I tackle this how do I so we knew of a transgender comedian yeah and so we said let's just have her on and have her be funny and actually be honest and that kind of makes sense and we live in a great city where there's so much talent here like um, it's it's great to get actually just another point of view, just that could be our, our way of dealing with that, you know? Uh, I mean, you could do just the same joke of like, really, you're such an idiot, you know, for doing this. And it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, someone else would do that and they'll, it, it, you know, we're, sometimes we all end up doing the same joke. Yeah, You know, me, Colbert, <laughs> Trevor Noah. Yeah, there's
0: one time I, I did a post where it was six shows that almost the exact same.
1: Yeah, it was the same exact <laughs> joke. Yeah. It just happened, it has to, so many, it has to happen. But imagine the the writer, because the writer's like, "I just thought the best joke ever," yeah. and you go, "No, so did thirty other people," <laughs> yeah. which means the whole country probably thought of it as yeah. well. Like, don't check Twitter because you're really going to be disappointed. Someone's done that joke. It's like, uh, you you know, you, that's why you can't watch the other shows. And you know, I I don't watch them just because I'm afraid of just taking something.
0: Um, it I had a recent episode where I interviewed one of the people that did that joke. That the one joke I'm thinking of, Trevor Noah, and he's talking about how John Stewart. Uh, ended up quitting these cities he's angry all the time now you can he can no longer make jokes about it because he's just angry and it's not a good place for a comedy and you he, obviously your show's different and it, you sort of if you like have a goal that you've stated over and over again which is sort of not in the interview but just generally which is my goal is to make you laugh and put a smile on your face so you go to sleep with a smile on your face and <laughs> live a longer life is what you said in your first night show um do you get Angry? Do you get frustrated about? Do you, how do you feel like that goal fits in that?
1: Uh, I mean, uh, the, John Stewart—they're doing a political sure. show, you know, and it's a, thats uh, their angle. They're, they're a political—I uh, uh, don't know what you uh, political f- fake news like Weekend
0: Update. <laughs> yeah, the they say fake news, but now I feel like they. Fake news now means something so different that no one says fake
1: news anymore. Yeah, now people are actually getting their actual news, <laughs> yeah. from the fake news, which yeah. is like it's it's all it's all mixed up. yeah, it's so interesting. Um, but that's that's that show, and that's what they and they do it well. Um, we've never you know, again, I, what we do is a, a variety of shows, so I can do a little bit of that. I can do I could do a segment on the show that's a fake a fake news segment on the show, which I think we've done before. Night News Now, where it was all like just kind of just making fun of like talking head news shows. Uh, or we did like a, uh, a, I think we did TNN, which is Trump News Network, mm-hmm. where he was all the correspondents uh, delivering his version of, of every news. Yeah, uh, And uh, so I mean, we could do bits like that. I mean, it's just, you got to be creative and you got to see, you got to figure out a way to do what the other guys aren't doing. I mean, that I mean, they're doing that and it's, they're doing it well. Um, so I go, well, what's my take? How can I, how can I do it and, and, and get the kind of uh, points across, you know, now and, now and then they will be more political than, than, than other, uh, bits, you know, but, you know, we can, we, we did a show in uh, Minneapolis where it was at the Orpheum Theater, which is where Bob Dylan used to own. He owned that theater and they're like, so one of our writers wrote this, uh, Times they are changing, like an update of times they mm-hmm. are changing for today, for 2018, and uh, we talked about as much as we can. But what what would what would it be like if Dylan sang that song today? And that's something I could do because I can do an impersonation of Bob Dylan, and uh, we have a great director that can make it look like Penna Baker in black and white, and and you know I can I can perform that. It's like one of my strengths. I I love music, uh, so that was one way of of doing that. But you got to be creative and just keep thinking about what's the next idea we can come up with that can that can do that it's, it it makes it fun I, I I enjoy having a these are like fun problems for me because I just I really do want to make people just laugh yeah and I go, ooh, I know I know I know I know trust me, I know the world's dude, there's some awful stuff out there man but let me try to see let's just make this i I, I get it, but I want to make it uh fun for everybody.
0: What is an ideal episode? You know, what happens? What is achieved? Sort of like, what is the sort of tonal balance that'll go through? An
1: Ideal episode of the Tonight Show is um, to come out uh, and my hair looks good, and uh, I look skinnier, mm-hmm. and uh, I tell uh, probably ten to fifteen really clever, well-written jokes about anything that's going on in the world, all topics from politics to pop culture. Uh, just almost like, I, I like, so it was almost like The the Week. Yeah. You know that magazine? Where yeah. it's like, you just get all, you're like, I, I've been on a deserted island, so yeah. I don't know what's happening. And you read that and you go, okay, good. That's the cool book. That's the thing. That's, it's like Cliff Notes for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like that. Like you can get everything from the monologue. Then I go to the desk and I would probably... Uh, a perfect show. I'd have a uh, a good desk bit, so it would be like a good thank you notes or something from the desk that like, kind of eases you into the the show, um, and uh, then we'd have maybe a, uh, a sketch with a with a uh, with one of the guests that are on, um, you know, or or game. I like I like sketches. I like the games every now and then because. You just get to see another side of a celebrity. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, I don't know, does Meryl Streep cheat? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's like, I have no idea. Yeah. Let's watch her. Does she is she competitive? I don't know. Uh, so, but uh, so I would probably do a sketch and then uh, a nice free flowing interview with the uh, guest, and then yeah, I guess you'd have another guest. So, if, you know, for me too, that there's like, there's no order for me. Like, I really don't care. Like, yeah. Who the first guest or second guest is, I can swap in my head. I, I think it's more of a publicist thing; they care about that more. Yeah, and, but I, I, it doesn't matter to me. I it's the same interview. I'm just having fun. Like tonight, we have Jared Leto and Alessia Cara. I, I can flip them around. I, they both are interesting to me. They both yeah. have fun. Um, but and then we'd have a good musical guest. Now, what does that mean? I, I kind of tend to like the pop culture top mm-hmm. 40 stuff because when I was a 12 year old 13 year old kid you know at home was trying to sneak up watch Johnny Carson I would see what the top 40 are. I want to see what everyone's listening to I want to see what the cool thing is so if it's you know two chains or if it's you know Taylor Swift whatever it is I, I want to see that but I also now and then we'll have uh, we had Spoken word poetry. Yeah. We had uh, um, Christina and the Queens, which is like this kind of French pop group that's like a hit in France. But it's like, I'm trying to think of like kids in like the middle of the country that will never get exposed to this. uh, Or new comedians. Uh, Like Nikki Glaser was fantastic the other night. It was almost a perfect set. Yeah. It was great. It's it's sometimes easier to do an hour of stand-up than it is to do six minutes of stand-up. You gotta get the audience immediately, get them laughing, and hold them for six minutes, and then get out. It's almost, you gotta really hone your, she hit a home run the other night, yeah. I thought it was one of the best performances we've ever had on a late night or tonight show. But some kid is gonna watch her and go, that's a job? <gasps> like I can, I don't know, what this is. what is this called? This is stand-up comedy? Oh, I don't have a club, I don't have a yeah. stand-up comedy club in my hometown, I don't have the money to go, go see i'm not old enough to go to comedians but this is their first exposure this person could end up being the best comedian of all time and it's all because we Just had, had a good, good cool show because <laughs> <laughs> we had a good tonight show yeah
0: um in an interview you've said uh, it's not the jimmy fallon show it's the tonight show uh how would a jimmy fallon show be different or maybe different it's
1: what do you prefer about it being the tonight show i think with the tonight show it's a we get to do all these sketches and all these things. And it's really like NBC is fantastic to us. And there's so much history in the show and all the people that kind of all the way down the line work for the show. They've, they've worked with Leno. They've worked with mm-hmm. some of worked worked with Carson. It's just, there's a history to it and there's something that you have to respect there. And I just, I, I feel that. And it's a, I, I, I don't want to, I respect the name, the tonight show. Um, I think it's, different than calling it the Jimmy Fallon show, which would probably be on the internet. It probably wouldn't be on television. You know, the tonight show just calling it a show is an old fashioned thing. Yeah. It's the something show. It's, it's the Muppet show. It's like it, no one calls their shows. It's a blank show anymore. It's just like, it's old fashioned. The tonight show. It's just, but I, there's something I like about it. I'm like, it's, it's been around. That's why it's been around for so long. It's a, it's you know, and people have seen it and copied it and done their version. I'm not saying me of my show, but of Johnny Carson, which I mean he probably inspired Letterman, yeah. uh, who inspired Conan, you know what I'm saying? So it, it everyone inspires each other, but this is the this is the first and this is the pinnacle. This is every comedian that tonight show's it. Yeah. And we have even people on the show now, they're like, This dude, I'm on the tonight show. I'm like, You just want a gold medal. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know that but I won that to get this. Yeah, I've been working my whole life I on mean, the metal thing. Yeah, the metal thing, I'm working, but the metal thing got me this. Yeah. And that's the win, I'm on The Tonight Show. Uh, yes, I, I won 10 gold medals. That's all good, that happened. Now, look, mom, my mom's here. Yeah. She's so excited, I'm, I've made it, I'm on The Tonight Show. It's like, it's part of the culture. It's like, it's just, it's, you go, oh yeah, I saw them on The Tonight Show, or they've, they've been on The Tonight Show. We've had, you know, magicians that are like, you changed my life, dude. Yeah. Saying that I'm on the, that I was on the Tonight Show has changed my life. It's like now I sell out tickets. I can do theaters now. My theater is getting bigger. I, I have bigger shows now. I have to do it. Like it's great. I love that feeling, and I think uh, that's why you have shows like the Tonight Show around.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's go through some numbers. It's 2018. You joined Saturday Night Live 20 years ago. You've been doing late night for almost 10 years. Johnny Carson retired at 66. Jay, it's 64. You are 43. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, could you do this for another 20 years? And what? And what is the thing that would be the show that is 20 years? Because who knows what TV is, but...
1: W- Steve what, Higgins what,
0: will be a robot. What can you do <laughs> can for 20 years? That what can c- you do it, and what could you do for 20 years?
1: Well, I didn't think I could do anything for 20. Who works at the same company for 20 years? I mean, I, I have. I mean, I'm still at NBC. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the last man standing here. It's like me and Al Roker. Nobody, I mean, I, I, I can't believe that, that I've been doing this for 20 years. So people got to watch me kind of grow up on television. Yeah, I mean, and literally, actually, you know, I wasn't a child star, but I was in my 20s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was 23 and now I'm 43. So it's like I have, I have kids now. I'm married now. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's like I don't, I don't laugh in all of my sketches now.
0: That's 70, most, 70,
1: 70 most. 78% yeah most get the ones that we all like. but could you keep on doing <laughs> the ones it? that are funny <laughs> that's the ones they
0: laugh at <laughs> could you do it for 20 years you've now done a 20 year career does the Tonight Show have 20 more years of, of interest to you
1: oh yeah I mean I, you, yeah I mean as long as people are watching you know it's like you, you, you know I think I I don't know what it is but I have something in me that just doesn't stop you know yeah. it's like and you can try to stop me but I'm not gonna stop I'll 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 get there, you know. So I'll, if I want to do something, I'll I'll find a way to do that. So I, if now I'm here, this is I knew when I started late night. If things went well, you get the Tonight Show, and then you do that, and it's like a Pope job. <laughs> you, you do that until you're just mumbling into yeah. a microphone, like, uh, 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 and you go, "Are oh, he's saying Hail Mary?" <laughs> no, this, isn't it fantastic? You're like, dude, you just do it until. They used kind of say, I'm, 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 I'm good. I think that'll be the way it is until maybe television will end and they go, oh, we don't do this. But I think, like, shows like The Tonight Show and, you know, Today Show, sports, I think they'll always be good for television. Yeah. Because you just, and news shows as well. You just, you need to catch up in the world, you know. The, the other ones can kind of live on, you know, Netflix and those things because you're just, like, on demand. But this is kind of topical and, you you, know, there's always going to be a need for topical comedy. Yeah. And And the
0: rhythm of my start my day this way and my day this way. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's always, you want to look forward to an end of your day, whether it be Colbert or Kimmel or or Conan, whoever makes you laugh and go like, I love this show because it makes me laugh. Forget about everything. And Mm -hmm. I just go, I just thank you. That's what I need. So I think there's room for all that, you know, and I think... uh, I'll be around as long as you'll have me, <laughs> <laughs>
0: all
1: right, so that sound uh, means it's
0: time for the laughing round. Uh, it's like a lightning round, but because it's comedy, it's a laughing round. Mm-hmm. Gotcha um so because you're jimmy fallon, i had I came up with an idea of how to do this, which I think will work. It's called an impression chain, mm-hmm. so you're going to start with an impression of someone saying the name of another person you can do an impression of, which then makes you do an impression of that person doing the name of another person you do an impression of, and so on, for until you don't feel like doing it anymore.
1: Holy mackerel. All do you right. think you can do it? You can take as much time as you need. No, let's try it. All right, ready? Ready? John like crazy. I can't believe this. <laughs> Look who's here. It's Neil Young. Sing right in front of me, over. I can't believe this. Oh yeah, I'm gonna sing for you. I'm gonna introduce Sting to you. <laughs> what you know, you can't do that when you when you see that Seinfeld is here. It's Jerry Seinfeld, and he's doing his show for you. Why? Why is the police? Why are you the police? You don't even have police in England. You have Bobbies. You should be called the Bobbies. That's the name of the group. The group is the Bobbies. You can stay Sting, but the group is the Bobbies. <laughs> is that all right? That is incredible. <laughs> Did you? All right,
0: good, Do you have a favorite joke joke, like a street joke?
1: Uh, I have a, my, it's, it, it's not that funny, but it's my favorite knock-knock joke, I think. Uh, so I go um, knock knock. Who's there? Control freak. Control
0: now you're freak. supposed to say control freak. Who? <laughs> and then uh, let's All think right, of yeah. one one last uh, song. Do not play song for us to end on.
1: Oh. All right. So we'll end th- th- this one is m- Michael Henderson. Uh, slingshot is the name of the album, and uh, <laughs> he's he's wearing a pretty. I think he's wearing his might be wearing his girlfriend's <laughs> bikini. Uh, briefs. He's on the beach somewhere, and uh, but he looks like a cool dude. Looks like a stud. Uh, Slingshot is the name uh, is the name of the album, and uh, here's here's a little bit of uh, Michael Henderson. Okay. Now I'm going to see if I can go as long as I can go, and then when I have to st- tap out, I have to say <laughs> enough. Ew. That was a gross hey. I mean that's pretty good. Mm. Me, what What's <laughs> oh. my I don't even know how to I right, just stop it there, just there's so many problems with that. I just can't we're like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's
0: like he heard that one Prince song where he like has he sounds like a baby or whatever <laughs> It's like,
1: that's my entire career. Is that yeah? I did, I knew Hay, and they said something about a life car, but uh, anyway, I, I think he's actually a good musician again. I think uh, Questlove knew who this guy was. <laughs> he was like, No, he's actually good, but so it's just a, it's a bad track off of this album, but uh, there'll be there's more where that came from. We have thousands of more <laughs> bad music, but thank you for uh, having me on your oh, show, thank and, you, and letting me uh, and Talking about comedy and play. It's, a, its It was a great time to uh, uh, spend. Thank so, you. Thank you, guys. The end.
0: That's it for another episode of Good One. The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon airs weeknights at 11.30. Follow Jimmy on Twitter, at Jimmy Fallon. Good One is produced by Nick Rad. Justin D. Wright did our theme song. Write our review and rate the show on Apple Podcasts. And hey, if you know anyone who might like the podcast, maybe tell them. What the heck. You can email any comments, questions, or laughing around suggestions to GoodOnePodcast at gmail.com. I am Jesse David Fox and you can follow me at Jesse David Fox. We'll be back We'll be back next week with a new comedian and a new joke. Have a good one.
1: That was a headgum Gum Podcast.